I'd like to welcome you to our home today. And boy, is this really different. Having a resurrection service or Easter service right here in our home when I can't ever remember any time. Not in our lifetime. Not never. in our, ne never in our lifetime. Not being in church on Easter Sunday. Well, you know, uh, in the Bible, they had church in their home. Yes. So it looks like that in some ways we're returning back to how the church originally started mm -hmm. of having church in our home. And I hope that you're having church in your home, wherever you are, wherever you're watching us from. And this is the day that we're going to celebrate the life of Jesus Christ. He's not hanging on the cross and he's not in the tomb. Right. But he's at the light. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's alive. Today. He's alive, and he lives inside That's of right. us. And you know, never before have has uh, you know Easter has always been a very special day in the Christian community, and it's one of the biggest Sundays of the year for church attendance. But what is so amazing, what the COVID epidemic has caused all over the world. Mm. People are being told about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Churches all over the world are being viewed on Facebook, Instagram. I mean, the whole world knows about this Christian week. The news is even talking about it, how the churches are streaming their services today, of how special, what a special day Easter is. And I've never seen it where it's been so advertised all over the world about this Christian week, they call it. Well, you know, too, uh, Sharon, that um, I think something probably happened this week in Holy Week that never happened before. And that was our president had a phone conversation or talked on the yes. phone with 10,000 pastors uh, across the United States of America. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess, I don't know what was on in, involved in the call, what he said. I, I wasn't privileged to be one that got that phone call. But nevertheless, I'm not uh, doing anything but being glad that the, the president did yeah, want did. to call on the pastors to pray. That's right. And even on Friday, he addressed about this weekend and Sunday being Easter. And actually... Uh, uh, some pastor, a pastor that I know very well, uh, just a few weeks ago, um, he wa the, our president watched him online yes. during his service, even though they didn't have it in their, they didn't have any people in the church service, just empty seats, yeah. but uh, they had their musicians there and they had, uh, uh, you know, their worship and praise there, but they didn't have any people. But the president watched him and he said they, because the president tweeted out, they had over a million and a half people. How amazing is that? Oh, it's so amazing. And I'm, I'm just touched today because of what you just said that live streaming, live streaming is, is so powerful and so many people are watching because they can't go to church. And last week we had a problem of our internet because our company that's broadcasting us right now, you know, we're on, um, we're on different apps. And of course you that's watching on Facebook, uh, thank you for watching you that's watching on Lightcast, Don Clowers uh, Ministries .lightcast.com. Uh, thank you for watching there because it's usually consistent there. But on Facebook and YouTube, uh, some of those we, we lost our feed yeah. because our company said this was so mega. So many people yes. were broadcasting at the same time. Their system just could not happen. And so, how powerful is that? Oh, I mean, it's, I mean, even though it happened to us yeah. that we didn't get to finish. It was unfortunate, but because there were so many live streaming, putting the gospel of Jesus Christ yeah, out. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I laugh and cry at the same yeah. time that uh, we were the ones that uh, got shut down because uh, they, they, they could not handle anymore. But at the same time, we got it in and then we rebroadcast it. Yeah. So if you'd like to watch our last Sunday service, go to our website, uh, elglobal.church. Just go to our website, elglobal.church, and you can watch Sundays where it's on Facebook 
under Experience Life Church. Mm-hmm. And then Sharon, too, you know, we've had um, an interesting week, too, uh, 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 along with this uh, COVID-19, which we have not, uh, we've been fortunate enough not to come in contact with it. That's right. We've been very cautious. And we have a friend, James Payne, who's been a friend for uh, way over 40 years that lives in Nashville. Uh, He got the COVID virus and, you know, talked with him a number of times and prayed with him. And now he's on coming on the other side of it. And so we're really grateful for that. And I just saw him about a month ago and we were hugging and, we and greeting each other, you know, but uh, now he's on the other side. Prayer does a lot of it things. Does. And this week though, you and I, our family here, we all had an interesting week. Very. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we were sitting down just finishing dinner, a beautiful dinner. I think you had prepared some pasta, mm-hmm. and um, we just finished, and you was cleaning up, and I'd just gone over, well, I, no, I think I went in to check my email, Yeah. and um, a knock came on the door, or doorbell rang, and uh, David went to the door, and uh, it was our neighbor, he says, you have water pouring out of your house, <laughs> and so water pouring out of our house, so David went and looked, and and I went out, and we had no idea. And just maybe 45 minutes earlier, I'd pulled my car in the garage, and um, and everything was okay. But I opened the garage door, or David did. One of us opened the garage door, and water was pouring down out of the garage ceiling, and it was all over the floor. I mean, probably I don't know what you sweeping out two inches away. Yeah, probably so. And uh, Sharon got out and got the broom and was trying to get the water out. And we had no idea where it was coming from. So David got up into the attic and he found it. And one of our water heaters had broken. And uh, then the sheetrock was damaged and just, you know, he had to, you know, get boards up in the attic. And then we had to stick holes in the sheetrock to get the water down and and clean up. And then and then tell him what happened. <laughs> well. I, I was going to leave that part out. <laughs> no, I think you should tell it. You think I should tell I it? I think you should. Well, David had moved her car out of the garage earlier because both cars just needed to be out of the garage, and he moved it out. And so I was busy and, and I guess frustrated with all that was going on. And so uh, I got in my car, and I'm so used to backing out with your car not being in the driveway. And so when I did, I backed out and I didn't look to my right. I only looked to my left. And all at once I heard something go crunch. And I thought, oh my God, what have I done? And I. My poor car. Yeah, your poor car. The second time I've done that to you. uh, And I backed all the way in and sideswiped her whole car. And so now we had both cars. My car's got her car on it. Her car's got mine on it. Had to get a new hot water heater. Now we have to get our cars repaired when all this stuff is over. And both of them will be separate, $500 deductible each. So, you know, we've had a, we've had a interesting week, week, interesting week. And, you know, we could have, we could have griped, we could have complained, we could have said, God, why'd you let all this happen? Well, God didn't have anything no. to do with it. It was the water heater that broke. And, and, and then secondly, it was me not watching. Not paying attention. Oh, watch it, Sharon. <laughs> now watch it. Uh, anyway, we, we just had one of those weeks. And honestly, uh, we could have cried about it, but it wouldn't have changed it. We could have complained about it, but it wouldn't have changed wouldn't it. Have changed- Thing. Wouldn't have changed the thing. So, you know, you say, well, you're rich. Well, Jesus is rich, so right. we serve him. And he said he'd supply our needs. And we're, we're rich in Jesus. That's what we are. And somehow, even though our offerings have been way down and, you know, things has been different for us, I'm not crying over this. I'm not fretting over this. I'm praising the Lord that he gave us strength to right. come through it. And we'll be able to get, you know, we put all this on our credit card and, <laughs> and said, you know, God, somehow you'll supply the need. And it wasn't cheap to get a new water heater put in and the the plumbers to come. I mean, tell you something, it wasn't cheap. But I'll tell you one thing, God will supply our needs according to his riches and glory. Now, I want to remind you, I don't know if you can see this just yet, but I'll pick it up. I want to remind you to get your communion ready. 
Uh, now we got ours real precise. You may get yours in a glass yeah, or a paper cup. You can get a paper or a plastic cup or something like this. Whatever you have, Whatever you have a glass, and get you some uh, Sprite or Coke if you don't have grape juice or wine. You know, get whatever you have and, and get you some bread or a cracker. And at the end of the webcast, I'm going, at the end of the service, uh, Sharon's going to come back, and then David's going to come in with us, and the three of us are going to have communion. And you get to have communion with us. Yes, I hope they really will. Yes. I hope that you will, and uh, make sure you get it ready and prepared so that uh, this is really important on Easter and Resurrection Day. I know most people do it on Friday, but we didn't come on the air on Friday. I, was, I didn't feel led to do this on Friday. So anyway, here we are on Sunday, uh, ready to minister to you. And uh, let's just pray right mm -hmm. now, Sharon. Let's just agree in prayer and pray. Father, today we're Thank so you. grateful and thankful for this opportunity that we have to greet people in different parts of the world. And I pray that the message that I bring in just a few minutes will bring encouragement and hope to people. And I pray, Lord, that as we are speaking now, that you will touch people around the world that's on the front lines. God, the doctors, the nurses, the truck drivers, the uh, grocery store people, and anyone that has to do with serving the, the people with the COVID-19 or serving people in the grocery store or wherever they may be or whatever they may be doing to make it possible that we can eat, that we can have electricity, that we can have water, all of the things people are doing anywhere on their job and risking their lives going into these places. We pray that you will put your angels of protection around them and watch over them. Help the nurses help the doctors. And Father, we just pray right now that you will touch every person, no matter where they are, what they're going through, whatever their needs are. If they've had a week like we've had, just give them strength and courage. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. You know, Sharon, we got a, I got a text from a lady named Sarah. She's a nurse and works in the nurses in the emergency yes. room and has for years. And she said, uh, thank you for praying for us nurses. She said, I've never seen anything like this. And then we have another one, Cheryl. Cheryl, you may be watching. Uh, she works in the intensive care uh, where they do lung transplants. And so, you know, we, we got people that are close to us. I just mentioned one mm -hmm. friend that had the COVID-19, but he's recovering. So I just believe God's going to help you and minister to you in a special way. But, you know, this week, a friend of mine called me and his name's Aaron Birch. Aaron Birch led worship yeah. for us, I think, eight years. Um, Close to eight years. Close to eight years. Aaron is just a wonderful friend, led worship for us, and, and he called me and he said, Pastor Don, I just wanted to say hello to you and let you know I've recorded some songs from home on my phone. Yeah. Now, it's not professional, it's not in with a band, but it's good. And uh, he, he, he recorded several songs for us, and he said, you can, you can play this on your um, service on Easter if you want to, or you don't have to. He said, I just wanted to make it available to you. And uh, Aaron, we love you, and, and we thank you for that. And you did one of the songs that, that really, really spoke to me, and always did, every time he had lead our church in worship in this really, song. It really resonates within your spirit. Yes, and it's called Hide in Place, and he'll, he'll be singing this song, Hide in Place, and after that, then I'm going to come back and speak a few minutes, and then we're going to serve communion, and um, I want you, you know, that Hide in Place reminds me of Psalms 91 so much, mm -hmm. and Aaron, I believe, will be a blessing, and let me say again, you know, just like uh, he, he did it from home on his phone, and so it's going to be good. He did a great job with his guitar singing, yes. You Are My Hiding Place, or I Found a Hiding Place, and I'll be right back. I have found myself 
secret space in the shelter of Almighty love in the safety of the Savior's arms well, I will run to the hiding I will run to the hiding place Draw me ever closer To look upon your face I will run to the hiding place I have found myself hiding Myself a secret space in the refuge of the Father's care, in the cleansing blood of Jesus.
I hope you'll stay with me now for my message. I want to be talking about Jesus, the name above all names. You know, when I think about Jesus and his name and how wonderful it is, I get emotional because, you know, Jesus did so much for us. And if it hadn't been for Jesus, you would not be where you are with your Christian walk. I would not be where I am. But thank God the Father loved us so much. He sent his son uh, as through a virgin to be born on the earth. He came 100% man and 100% God and began to minister at the age of 30. And then he went to the cross. He died and he was resurrected. And before I do, you know, you know we're living in a, a very different time, and not one of us that's here today have, has ever experienced anything like this. And this virus, as you well know, you, you listen to the news, you, you well know it has not just affected the United States, but it's affected the whole world. And it's sad that we're going through this and every church, most every church is not able to have church today. Some may be doing it, but but most of us is not over. And the sad part is taking so many people's lives, good people's lives. Some of the doctors and nurses and different people that have stepped in to help other people contacted the virus and have died. And I pray for these families that the Holy Spirit will minister to the to them for their their loss of their loved one. But, and you know this is very sad that this has happened. But you know, even though this has happened, one of the things I want to do is tell you that God still loves us and He's still on the throne. It's very sad, but I want to give you hope today. My purpose today is to give you hope, not to bring discouragement. I mentioned this up at front, uh, at the front of the broadcast here, webcast, so I, I can say this. And I may bring it up later, but, you know, I declare, um, and, uh, I declare to you, every one of you, that in the midst of all of this that's going on, God is still God. I want you to say that God is still God, and the name of Jesus has power, and that name of Jesus is above every name. And even though we can't attend church service today with other Christians, uh, as I said, which has never happened before uh, on Easter or any other time in the whole world, you know, we've had pockets and places because of different things the church has shut down, but never like this. And I want to tell you that no matter what's going on in your life, let God be right there with you in your home. Make your home a house of God. Make your home a house of prayer. Make your home a, a home where you'll cry out to God and say, Lord, I know you're there. I'm not just because I can't go to church, just because I can't assemble together. Uh, with, as the Bible said, the Bible said, forsake not the assemblings of yourself together, but right there with your family, even if all of your family are not believers, be strong, be bold and stand up for Jesus Christ and and do what God is telling you to do. Folks, we're in a strange time, and I, I've never been in a time like you in this, and I know something big is going on in the spirit realm, and that God is going to open the windows of heaven, and we're going to come out stronger and bolder than ever before for God. You know, uh, a friend of mine, I, I just want to say this before I say it. God is bigger than anything you and, you and I are going through. Just what we went through this week with our personal lives, with all of the other stuff going on, with our church services shut down, our offices shut down. You know, we went through all this, but we know God is bigger than anything we went through. And a friend of mine, David Carpenter, sent me a song. And as I begin to read through this song, tears begin to stream down my face because I hadn't heard this song in a long time. And it says, God is bigger. And it goes like this. God is bigger than all problem, all my problems, bigger than all of my fears. God is bigger than any mountain that I can see, cannot or cannot, I cannot see. I can or cannot see. Bigger than all of my questions. 
bigger than all of my questions, bigger than anything. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all the shadows that fall across my path. God is bigger than any mountain that I cannot see. God is bigger than all the confusion. And right now in our world, you know, there is a lot of confusion. Some people say, why don't this happen? Why don't that happen? Why weren't they prepared? What? All of those whys doesn't fix the problem. All it does is just bring more confusion. Let's just speak over our leaders and pray over our leaders and the people involved trying to find answers instead of finding fault. But he said he's bigger than all the confusion, bigger than anything. God is bigger than any mountain I can or cannot see. Bigger than all giants of pain and unbelief. God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than uh, uh, hang-ups, bigger than anything. My God is bigger than that mountain that I can or cannot see. So I want to say to you today, let God be big in your life no matter what you're facing. God is bigger than that your problem. He loved you and me enough to send Jesus as a human to suffer pain, both physical and spiritual death. And he was the first person I want you to think about this. Jesus was the first person to be born from spiritual, from spiritual, he was born, he, he died spiritually, but when he was resurrected, he didn't just resurrect in his body, his spirit was resurrected and it had the life of God in it. See, if Jesus just died in his flesh, what would that have accomplished if he only died in his flesh? Because we saw, and then a couple of times in the scripture we can read where he's the firstborn from the dead. And so Jesus was not the first one to be born, be raised from the dead physically. We see in the the Old Testament, where people were raised from the dead. Jesus himself raised people from the dead. The Apostle Paul, when a man uh, was at, at at his Bible study and ministry, uh, fell out of the window and died. And, and so uh, Paul went down and prayed for him and raised him up. So uh, raising, just, just dying physically didn't accomplish the mission. Jesus had to take on himself sin and he took sin into his spirit and he died and the father he said on the cross my God my God why hast thou forsaken me but on the third day on the third day he walked through that by himself but he did not give in to the powers of Satan and the powers of darkness he was resurrected come back a new person his spirit was clean his spirit was pure his body was pure he had a heavenly body that we're going to have one of these days. You know, I, I, I want to tell you, I certainly do miss our praise and worship at church. I miss worshiping God with other believers. You know, uh, I miss seeing people raise their hands and worship God. I, I miss that. But you know what? I can't sing, but I worship in home. I worship in home and I praise God. And even though we can't be together to celebrate the, the resurrection of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, His presence and anointing can be right there with you where you are. You know, I, I sense God's presence. And before we started today, uh, David and Sharon and myself, we just began to pray that the anointing of God would flow through you. And then when we came on the air, we prayed. And I'm still believing God that the anointing is going to flow. You know, it's good to be in the believers where corporately that anointing flows. And we sing and we worship and the preaching of the word and laying hands on people as the Bible instructs us to do. Well, today I may not be able to do some of those things physically with you, but I'm coming to you by this live stream telling you, hold your head up, don't be weary, but look into the face of Jesus and declare that the name of Jesus over your situation is greater than it's ever been. You know, 
Matthew 28, 1 through 10. Let me just read this to you. I know it's quite a few scriptures for me to read, but I just, I just want to read these, you know. Matthew 28, 1 through 10. And the New Living Testament, it says, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning. I like that. The new day was dawning. Friends, I believe for you. I believe for me. I believe for the world. A new day is dawning. As my wife Sharon mentioned a few minutes ago, more people are probably watching right now than ever before and uh, uh, you know that don't even go to church but I, I believe a new day is dawning I believe something powerful is happening I believe something supernatural is breaking through you know I'm not dismayed I'm not discouraged I'm not confused I'm not fretting but I'm believing God every day that you're going to see the supernatural power of God just begin to break through and do things that no man can do and when we get through this. When we get through this, we're going to have to acknowledge it was God that brought us through. Thank God for using doctors. Thank God for using our president, vice president uh, Pence, and all the people that's researching, all the doctors and nurses, and everyone that's working. Yes, I thank God for that, but God is using them to bring us through. But God is behind the scenes doing some things that you and I don't know. But I like this. Early Sunday morning as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and sat on it. <laughs> See, I get so, I get so, I'm crying, I'm weeping at the same time, I'm shouting, I'm glorifying God, because the Bible said an earthquake came, the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and he moved the stone aside and sat on it, his face shone like lightning, and his clothes was white as snow, let's, let's get ready for the angels to encamp round about us, let's get ready for something to take place in our lives, and not just be ho-hum, and think, well, this is just terrible, I know people are going through horrible things, you see the pictures on the news, and you see little shots here and there, but again, I don't let the news affect me, where people are going for food, and people need money, all this stuff is happening, but God is bigger than anything. I just gave you the words to that song. The Bible said his face shone like lightning and his clothes was white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell dead faint. You know, something's happening in the spirit. We just need to watch this. This, you know, people that's making fun, people that's fighting, people that's feuding, you get ready because Jesus is at the helm. God is still God. God has not gone to sleep. God has not given up on us. God has not given up on America and the world. And then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body is lying. And now go quickly and tell, I, I like that part, come quickly and see where his body was lying. I mean, you know, what a miracle. What a miracle. Jesus was crucified. He was put in the tomb. But now this angel came supernaturally and rolled that stone away. And when they rolled the stone away, the guards that was guarding that tomb fell over and faint. You know what? We have to look at the Bible and believe that in these trying and troubling times, it is, it is the last days. And it's time for us to behold the Lamb of God look upon on him and say, I know God is my source and he will make a way. Then he said, go quickly and tell the disciples that he is risen from the dead and, he's, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see there. Remember what I have told you. The, woman, the, the women ran quickly to the tomb. They were frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. As they went, Jesus met them and greeted them, and they ran to him, grasped his feet, 
and worshiped him. And that's what I want you to do right now is just embrace the, the Holy Spirit. Embrace Jesus Christ and worship him with all of your heart. You don't have to be in church. Just worship him. You know, I ride down the road, listen to Christian music. And uh, the other day, David and I was in a project and, and, and we were doing some things and he had the, 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 the radio on and it was Christian music. And I was just praying in the spirit while I was listening to that music. You know, just feel your heart, feel your day. Somebody said, I'm bored. Well, just turn your eyes on Jesus. Just worship him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. I want to tell you, as Jesus said, tell them to go to Galilee and they will see me there. You get ready. You're going to see Jesus in your life. You're going to see Jesus in your family. Some of you that's got lost loved ones, you're going to see those lost loved ones turn around. Those, when I say lost, they're, they're away from God. You're going to see the Holy Ghost, the power of God, the anointing of God, bring res resurrection in their life and bring them back to God. You know what a moment it was when those two Marys went to the tomb. And you know, they went to the tomb grieving. Some people are grieving right now. Right now, people are really having a lot of problems and a lot of trouble. Well, Mary, the two Marys had seen they, they had seen the crown of thorns, the beating. They had seen the suffering. They had watched Jesus be nailed to the cross and then been put on the cross. They watched him die on the cross. And so the pain they were having, and they went to the tomb to see uh, the, the tomb. But when they got there, and their grief all at once, the angel came to them and said, Fear not. Fear not. Uh, he's not here. He is risen. I want to tell you, fear not. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is right there with you. And they, they were changed from extreme grief to extreme joy. I want to say it again. They were changed from extreme grief to extreme joy. Yes, who was it that was resurrected? Jesus. Jesus, the name above all things. But when they got to the tomb, Jesus was not there. And as I said, what joy it was. And when I think of how Jesus was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver and what he went through for you and me, I get, I get teary-eyed. I, I, I get to feeling like, Lord, how did you do this? You loved me so much. Uh, and I can't imagine the agony emotionally uh, before he went in to this, he went into the garden, and and you know what he's agonizing in the garden? It wasn't for the physical part that he was going to suffer. He was agonizing that how he would respond when he would be without the Father, when he would be dark inside, when he would have to take on the sins of the world. But then he come out of the garden. He was betrayed. Then he went through those beatings and everything he went through. I can't imagine what it's like, but he loved us so much. He paid a high price that you and I can be born again. You know, the name of Jesus, I want to say it again, is above every, every name. And, and, and you know, I see people get mad at God. I see people blame God. How could anyone, how could anyone, I don't know, I'm asking you. And if you're mad at him because one of your loved ones died, God's not, God's not going to change. Why be mad at God? He sent his son, Jesus. He knows what death is like. So Jesus and the Father knows what death is like because Jesus came as a man and he suffered every emotion you could go through. So if you've lost a loved one, and, and we've lost a loved one, we've lost, and in Sharon and I have lost our parents as well a long time ago, but you know what? Uh, when that happens, being angry and mad at God, being mad and angry at God at what's going on right now, what we need to do is just press in, like that little woman that had the issue of blood. When she, she saw Jesus and she wanted to touch his clothes, she said, if I could get close, just press in. Just, just blot this stuff out and just press in. You know, uh, I like to just, just talk about that name of Jesus. And so maybe you prayed and you didn't get the answer that you wanted there or when you wanted it. Don't be mad. Just say, Lord, I know. 
I know my answer's coming. And if you lost your loved one, I know I was talking to someone this week and they was talking about a friend of mine who passed away. Uh, and, and you know, the, right now they're celebrating that, not celebrating, but it is an anniversary right now as we talk. But uh, you know what? She's She's got her head up. She's worshiping God. Even though it hurts remembering the loss, she had the Holy Spirit. She had Jesus to take her through. You know, I just love the name of Jesus, and I love the song. Jesus, name above all names, beautiful Savior, glorious Lord, Emmanuel, God is with us, blessed Redeemer, living Word. You know, God's Word is living on the inside of you. God's Word is living on the inside of me. Sure, this is a book with white pages with black letters, uh, and in places it's got red letters, but that's more than that. It's the Word of God that has been spoken forevermore, and it cannot change. And you and I need to be into this Word. We need to let the Word be in us. We need to abide in Him and let Him abide in us in these days, because greater is He that's within you than he that's within the world. You know, I love the song uh, that says, um, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the wine. Jesus, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Kings and kingdom will all pass away, but there's something about that name. You know, we had four children, and of course, one was killed in an accident when they were all small. When they were all small, uh, Sharon would get them in the rocking chair and, and she would be getting them to sleep many times or at the bed. She'd be singing this song to them. Every one of our children and every one of our grandchildren had her. She, she would put them in her arms and she would sing, Jesus, Jesus, there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away. But there's something about that name. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Now, let me try to wrap up. I'm not even getting close, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just try to wrap up here in about two or three minutes, and then we're going to receive communion. The Bible says he'll be called wonderful. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about our Savior that was resurrected. And we're celebrating the resurrection even though our world is in turmoil. Even though people are hurting and people are sick and people are financially distraught. Millions of people are out of work. Let me tell you, God is still God. Use that name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. Plead the blood of Jesus. Call on the name of the Lord. He said, if you, if you will confess and believe in your heart, that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. Well, we're saved. He will keep us. I have to calm down because when I start thinking about Jesus, as I said, I get emotional. He's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. He's Emmanuel, which is God with us. He's the bread of life. He's the Messiah. He's our risen Lord. He's our redeemer. He's our deliverer. In Luke 2, 11, it says he is our savior. Other places it said he's our peace. In other places it says he's our righteousness. He's our healer. He's in, he's the word. He's the door. He's the lamb. And then I will close with this one. When John looked and he saw Jesus coming in John 1, 29, he said, behold, the lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. That scripture for years and years and years of my ministry has resonated with me because the word behold, the word behold means to look upon, to take notice, or to get your mind on the object of a person. Well, let us behold Jesus. The object is Jesus. The, the reality is Jesus. So let's look on him. And you know, when we read the book of Revelations, I think it's uh, 28 times in the book of Revelations, 
it mentions Jesus, the Lamb of God, or the Lamb of God. It's mentioned there. And, and I'm not going to be able to finish about the Lamb because there's so much to say about this, but I need to start wrapping up here. And when J John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, John recognized the power that Jesus had. He recognized His name. I want you to recognize the power in the name of Jesus. I want you to recognize that you're not by yourself. I want you to recognize that if you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved. You will be delivered. You will come through this COVID-19. You will come through your financial problems, your, your marriage. God can do something for your marriage. He can do something for your family. He can, he can break down the barriers where families hadn't spoken in years. God can bring it together. But you know, the real theme, let me say this, and then I'm going to ask Sharon and David to come in with me. The real theme of Revelation is really not the Antichrist. Oh, sure, it, it brings it open, but John was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and God gave him a revelation. But 28 times in the book of Revelation, it talked about the Lamb of God, Jesus, the Lamb of God. He was the Lamb that sacrificed His life. He gave His life. He shed His blood for you and me, that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. So I want you to believe God right now that whatever is going on in your life, God is bigger in your situation. God is anointing you. You may be alone. You may be a widow, a widower. You may not be married. You may be single. You may be divorced or whatever. And you're by yourself. Let God be, be alive in your life and, and just cling to the Lamb of God. I'd like to say more about this, but time doesn't permit. Shin, I'd like for you to come on in, if you will. And uh, David, if you can go ahead and give us a wide shot and walk on over here with us. And, and I want you to uh, receive communion with us. And if you got your communion, whatever you got, Sprite, water, uh, orange juice, milk, whatever you got, get it out. And and. It's going to represent what happened. I'd really like to talk about communion and why we do it, but we don't have time to to talk about communion. And David, I know I've been longer than I, I, I planned to before we went here, but you know, I just get so I just get so emotional and and spiritually anointed when I talk about Jesus, and this is important for us, even though you can't be with us. I believe, I, I can just see in my mind's eye, in the spirit, I can see people, I, I see some people with water, I see some people with maybe a cookie, whatever, whatever, but, but the bread represents the body of Jesus, and of course, the, the juice of the wine, or the water you got, whatever it is, it represents the blood that was shed that I just talked about. And so, you know, I want us to get ready. And then after we do, um, after we take the communion, either one of you want to say anything? Not right now. Yeah. Well, I, I want us to believe God and you get your, your juice or whatever you got and let's get ready. Um, You'll go ahead and get your bread. And I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and um, uh, verse 24. And it said, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Right now, try to perceive. Try to understand as you just broke that bread or, or whatever you had, that that's what happened to Jesus' body? He was beaten so bad, he was almost unrecognizable. And his body was torn, his flesh, it was torn so badly that it even got down into his kidneys. And I want to say to you, as you took that, this is not tradition, this is what Jesus did. He said, do this in remembrance. So we're remembering, we're remembering that Jesus died, shed his blood, and that he was resurrected. And then he said, in the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the New Testament, New Covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So why are we taking the blood, drinking this juice, representing the blood? Why are we eating the, 
the cracker, we're remembering what Jesus did for us. That we were lost, we were undone, but Jesus paid the price for our sins. And he said, as often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Jesus, as we are here together in agreement in prayer, the three of us have just received communion with hopefully thousands of people around the world that are watching this or that will watch later. And I pray, Lord, as they have taken the bread and have drank the, the, the juice representing your blood, I pray whatever their needs are, you will be with them right now. I ask you to be with our president, our vice president. God, I ask you to be with the cabinet of the president. I ask you, God, to be with those that's close to him, that they're searching and seeking every day to find a way to bring a cure and to stop the spread of this COVID-19 and give them wisdom how they can get our economy and people back to work. Somehow people need to be back to work. I ask you, Lord, to meet their needs, touch their hearts and touch their lives in a way, God, that they need to be touched. Touch every congressperson, every senator, Lord, every one of our governors, every one of our mayors, every one of our sheriffs. Touch our military that many of them are, are being called to help in this. Wherever there is a need, wherever there is a lack, wherever there is a hurt. And once again, I want to mention our doctors, our nurses, our truck drivers, those that are out spreading the gospel and those that are helping uh, uh, with the grocery stores and whatever they're doing. God be with them and protect them from this virus in Jesus name. Amen. You know, one thing that <clears throat> that I've seen through all of this, there's a lot of kindness. Mm. going on in the world and you see people and every time <clears throat> I go in the grocery store I thank the cashier for being there and it almost takes them back and says well thank you for saying that and then on the TV you see different things of uh, communities bringing meals for the healthcare workers and they're there on like we said before they are there on the front lines and risking their lives risking their lives for us to keep us safe yeah. and keeping the uh the virus there maintained as much as they can and so it's great to see the world spreading actually a lot of love right well you know our daughter tammy and her husband don and our grandson uh tj he's not with us today but our um they're um out there on the front lines they're through this they're doing some jobs it's on the front lines it's helping people and they're putting their lives at risk hi jordan i'm glad you came in to join us um you missed the communion do you want communion or you want to wait till later huh? you, you don't want communion <laughs> she's now been, she's been upstairs uh fixing her hair oh well you look pretty i'm glad that you decided to come and join us David? Yeah, what's really been interesting, you know, I really have an appreciation for teachers more than I ever have in my life. Oh, wow. Tell us about <laughs> because, that. Because, uh, you know, as everyone knows, our students or our, our kids are out of um, school. And so me and mom are the teacher. And it sometimes it's a little challenging. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so it's just been a real interesting time. Uh, getting on each other's nerves a little because we're all cooped up for so long, but it's been good. You know, we've yeah. got some really good family time. That's just normal stuff that everybody deals with. But uh, I really want to say thank you to our teachers. You yeah. are such a blessing. They are and, awesome. Um, well, you know, I've been exempt from that responsibility. Um, I don't think Jordan wants me helping on that particular thing anyway, but I, I watch Sharon and Jordan and David and Jordan when they're helping her with their schoolwork. And sometimes Jordan gets a little frustrated. She gets a little restless. Um, and gets a little um, uh, attitude. She gets a little attitude every now and then. at times. But, you know, this is family. We're family just like you. And... Uh, one thing that is happening, there are more families gathered around the dinner table than ever before. Yes. 
That's well, right. see, if I could have finished my message, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about, of how the lamb uh, in, in Passover, you know, Passover's, uh, we had that, but how the lamb was in the house and they had to eat mm-hmm. the whole lamb, then everybody had to be in the house. Everybody had to be in the house. Mm-hmm. And so here we're in the we're house. In the house. We're in the house. All of us at the same time, we're all going through this just like you mm-hmm. are. Sure. But Jesus is our Lord and he makes a way. And we're so blessed to have, have Jordan here with us during this time. And uh, I'll tell you, I just, I just thank God for every one of you. And I, I pray that you will support us. You know, our, I mentioned earlier that our tithes and offerings have been down because people hadn't come to church. Well, you know, we hadn't stopped tithing and we hadn't stopped giving. We, uh, whatever it is. We thank God for those of you that have yes, yes. Uh, gone to our website and given through your credit card. And those that have mailed some checks in, we are so, so appreciative of that. And God bless you for that. Yes, because we're trying to pay our staff right on uh, the ones that's, that's there still, that's working for us still. Some's not, but the ones that's still doing it, we're trying to help them. And so I just pray that you'll see if you have money coming in, you know, do your part. And as Sharon said, we're so grateful for the ones that's been consistent and been faithful and hadn't skipped a beat and gone to the website elglobal.church. Elglobal.church. It's so easy to give online. You know, some people said, I tried and it didn't work. Well, you know, if you just do and read, it's real easy to do. And if you don't want to do that, then mail it in and, and help us. And, uh, because I believe we're going to come out of this. Amen better than and i'd like to say continue to stay home and stay safe yes that's good sharon until this until we get our our curfews listed from the quarantine Mm -hmm. let's do our best to abide by what they're asking us to do because uh there's a reason for that and i do believe we're coming through and once again i want to thank you for you that have uh, been a part and you that will be a part Mm -hmm. Uh, this week. God bless you. We love you. And we pray that you'll have the best week you've had in a long time. We send our love to you. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.